I'm Adam. I'm Drew. And I'm Nick. And you are listening to the Archive. Our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. Here we are, face to face, just a couple of silver spoons. <laughs> That's that might be the worst thing I've sung today. Um, just today. <laughs> we're uh, hey, we're <laughs> in the prefatorium, Prefator. where we start all of our shows at the archive. Uh, we have a very special guest with us today. It's guest archivist. Um, Drew, you want to say what you usually say? Please do not speak until we introduce you. That is that is the rule in the archive. Yes. Nick would like to introduce him. Uh, someday I think we should say that and then just go the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, but today, coming to you from Orlando? Close enough. Florida. Uh, he- My... <laughs> Westfall. Yeah. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you, Mike. Thank you. On the archive Happy proper. Uh, perhaps a subject matter expert on this particular topic. Yeah, which we will get to shortly. But first, we have yeah. some things to get through. Yeah, we do. That's here true. in the uh, preparatorium. We have show matters, which I guess we kind of covered. Um, we have a guest. We have a guest, and we have lack of John. That's right. We didn't cover that, but that's not a that not that now is not and never has been a show matter. Uh, but the Grand Poobah now says it is. You're not the Poobah of what constitutes a show matter. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear that theme song. Uh, the, <laughs> the other thing we do is read comments. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. Uh, I normally at this point I say. Hey, John, we got any comments? And John gives me a very uh, snide, no. nope, and we go move on. But right. I know for a fact we do have a comment. Um, Why aren't you asking if we do? Because John's I not here. So I have a comment. You can ask me. Can I ask you? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Drew, got any comments? Yeah. Yes. Here we go, we guys. Have... This is it. First comment of 2020. <laughs> oh, my God. I... <laughs> Sorry, I got excited there. I think we have just one. That's fine. Um, and it's on our percolator that aired a few weeks ago right because i got you okay <laughs> the january 27th percolator titled okay the percolator wait during 27th jesus christ that's right january 27th I follow. a few weeks ago yes a few weeks ago a few weeks ago <laughs> <Le> gulp <laughs> we're professional right <laughs> um and i'm immersion curious, immersion <laughs> i'm curious if our guest would like to read this comment if he has it in front of him Oh, can you do an impression, Mike? I do. Uh, okay. <laughs> what the Ewok Adventure? No, I'm not doing that the whole time. <laughs> uh, you guys were talking about the Ewok Adventure, and I said what the Ewok Adventure had going for it that was missing from Rogue One was that the Ewok Adventure was narrated by Burl Ives. Yes. Not not that I can blame Rogue One for Burl Ives being very, very unavailable. But <laughs> I don't. That's what I did not remember this, that it was narrated by Burl Ives. Oh, yes. The first one is. 
the I mean, caravan of courage one is. Most things, I guess, were narrated by Burl Ives <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You guys uh, forgive my ignorance, but who is Burl Ives? He's the. You probably know him as the snowman narrator. Oh, uh, okay. So, so Mike, silver and gold. That yeah. was the impression that you were doing. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's a great. That's actually a great little chance to plug. And I know we get the plugs at the end. Oh shoot! We didn't play Mike's theme song. We sang it when when he. Oh, you're right. Joined I, in. I, I back up. We're good. Also, we don't play the theme songs. <laughs> they just get inserted in. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> why, why, why are you pausing for that? <laughs> um, uh, this is a great. You know, mentioning. Silver and girl, <laughs> silver, and, silver gold. and gold, and Burl Ives is a great way to segue to a plug for Mike Westfall's podcast, Advent Calendar House, which uh, a month we did or an episode on. yeah, and about a month and a half ago, right? You sort of wrapped up your uh, season three. So, uh, well, the first half of season three, I okay. like had to half it this year. Um, but yeah, you guys covered the, it was what, the 50th anniversary of that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special, isn't that right? 55th. 55th. It's old. It's very old. (laughs) Uh, So we did an episode on Rudolph, and then we did an episode on its sequel called Rudolph's Shiny New Year. You know, you know, and I wanted to, it's great to have you here because I actually remember that quite fondly, the sequel, for whatever reason, that one... I think I guess maybe most people don't know about it, but um, or maybe don't like it. But I was I was <laughs> a big fan of the the big eared uh, baby New Year character. I have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, that was all. Go listen. <laughs> yeah, go listen. You can find it wherever you find podcasts. And uh, do you want to tease anything that might be coming? Uh, up next for season three, we're gonna do an episode uh, on the Thirty Rock episode about Leap Day. Oh, nice. uh, that's exciting! And then after that, we're going into July, but I don't have that quite planned out yet. All right. I like how Mike's teasers is just an actual it's description just, here's of what, what it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. The only way um, it could be less of a teaser is if we played <laughs> the, the episode. episode here on our feed right now, which we're gonna do. Did, wait, Thanks did, for listening. Did we describe it? It's it's a podcast about um, specials for Christmas, sometimes other holidays. Um, from... It's a salute to all holiday specials, but mostly the Christmas ones. Yeah, it sounded like it's like I'm listening to the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are uh, who, who is the company Franklin and Bass that made all the <laughs> Franklin and Bass? <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did the uh <laughs> rudolph nobody and... correct him <laughs> and i'm not planning call. on it <laughs> no 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 what what is the rankin name bass. They did... rankin bass no 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 rankin Frank... Frank... franklin and bass, bass did randolph the red nose reindeer <laughs> thank you mike um no but oh my gosh. i i must not have ever read that in my life in this past christmas I watched one of them, and I didn't realize it was Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass? Yes. I always thought it was Rankin and and Bass. Oh, Rank and Bass. Yeah. Mandela effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So that was something I learned. Franklin nice. Bass. <laughs> it's Rankin forward slash Bass. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the comments we have. Here's the deal. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's not, and I'm confused. But we can. We'll, we'll, Do we we'll, have another we'll, comment? We'll table this for now. We'll come back next week about it because I know. Uh, for is this a fact, again your whole? I know for a fact that one of our listeners has left a comment. Yes, verbatim. Yes, because <laughs> you say that every week now. Oh, do I? Yes, you do. And then you're like, "Did he not do it?" <laughs> I guess I haven't said that a lot lately. <laughs> Hang on, let me let me see. But he assured Did, me. Would you? Do you know which episode? I have no clue. Cool. He was being he was being coy about it. He's I been, wonder where he got that trait. He's been leaving <laughs> comments on the view. We do have another comment. Oh, 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 oh. this just in. <laughs> Two, two, two comments in 2020. This is a comment on our December 20th episode and our archive celebration uh, where we we were introduced to Snub the Grub. Chicago, Illinois. (laughs) Uh, This is a comment from Faces slash Asriel. Oh! And he says, "Is, is this thing on? Whoa, how did I get here? Well, anyway, I'm back, guys. Love listening to this again, but I have to go to bed now. Good night, Kelly, and good night, Moon. Nice. I like that um, (laughs) it seems to be uh, recorded into a phone. (laughs) (laughs) A microphone or something? Yeah. Yeah. As if you like, you go up to like a microphone outside the archive and leave your comments there, and then (laughs) we read them. (laughs) It's like that thing in Watchmen. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I think that is all of the comments. Nice. Are you sure? I, I, I certainly am not sure. Um, unless Adam knows something that I don't. Nah, I think we're good. All right, well, let's leave the prefatorium. If the Grand Poobah would please walk us out of here into the archive proper, this is one of those rare weeks where you get to play Poobah and Steward, Adam. You know, it's probably a bad call. Let's do this. All right. Listen to me, son. I found out a long time ago. You gotta learn to say yes when life says no. Don't dwell on the bad times once they're past. That kind of thinking gets you nowhere fast Cause there ain't no mountain you can't climb If you hang on tight and just make up your mind Once you set your heart to moving on Son, there ain't no road too long Don't look back, don't you turn Kind of my role and part of like yeah, I'm gonna shout now. I don't fucking know that. <laughs> oh no. Um, so let's get <laughs> the hell. let's get back into this. Um. Okay. Was 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 uh, did we get to the point where Jim Henson was born? <laughs> yes. <they've, laughs> we here here. I will. Um. We've. Uh, okay. Hold on. Um. We'd gone to a brief history of Jim Henson. Um, backing up, backing up, backing up, backing wait, up. Wait, wait, oh, let's do a... Last yes. time on the Archive Sesame Street episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So we talked about our uh, friend Joan <coughs> Cooney. Um, they got in the grants to get ready to make the show. Um, then you would need someone to make uh, like little commercials between the segments. They bring in Jim Henson. We did the history of Jim Henson. <coughs> Talked about how they wanted to do the show. He wasn't too keen on it because he wanted Muppets to be prime time. Prime time. Again, for people who just listened to the first part, it's going to be super boring, but whatever. Um, he hey, there's about, been several episodes between part one and part two. That's fair so enough. I think fair it's enough. <laughs> Fair it's enough. a good thing to catch people. Uh, so he got the rights to the show, uh, the Muppets he makes. Um, he makes the uh, Valentine's Day special, and that goes really well. Yeah, and I think we mentioned it on the show as well, but go ahead and hop on over, to pause this, go to the Advent Calendar House website, listen to it, Mike's episode on that Valentine's Day special, right. and then come back and listen to this. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks um, for listening. <laughs> Talk about Michael Eisner taking a chance on making Hello. this thing called the <laughs> Muppet oh, Show. That's right. <laughs> um, and that's kind of where we are. So we're now ready. We are ready to get the show on the road. Is it season one? Season one, episode one. So here's well, no, actually. So they're they're shopping this thing around. <laughs> I'm gonna play a uh, I'm gonna play a video. Okay. And the audio is the, really the most important part. Go ahead. Does our guests need to? Yeah, I'm gonna send them the link just right right now. Um, so I'll try to do, Michael, try to do like a three, two, one hit play and hopefully yours won't have an ad in front of it or else that's going to goof everything up pretty hardcore. And should the listener think that for some reason, Mike isn't in the room with us no. at the archive, that's not true. Mike just has a condition where he needs to click links <laughs> yes. when links are around. Exactly. Mike is a bubble boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own laptop inside yeah, his bubble. That's right. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm sending him this link now for your bubble. <laughs> so, um, so again, I'll let you know uh, in a second. So, what this is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this set up for you a little bit. This is this, this is a little long. I'm not gonna lie, this is a little long. Everyone else we play today is super short. Will hey, you, Mike? You could be clicking it right now, and if there's an ad, you can pause it. That's good. After point. it's done. no, there's no ad. Okay, cool. okay. Um, can you give us a time? How long is it? It's over five minutes. Oh, so it's eight minutes. Skip ahead. It's eight minutes. It's eight and a half minutes. But we're not going to play the whole thing. We're going to play most of it. But you'll oh, see what's Adam, going on here. I know. I love trust you. Me, trust me on this. Trust me. Oh, my god. I gosh. thought about this a lot. This is. Here's the deal. If it was different, I'd do it differently. But it isn't. If it was different. <laughs> Who's the poobah of the archive? Uh, I'm a steward. <laughs> 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 so yeah. this is the... Um, the pitch reel that they put out to try to get this show uh, bought. Um, it's all the sort of erroneous segments have been cut out, and it's just uh, two voices you may recognize uh, conversing with each other. Okay. okay, Mike, three, two, one, play. This is Kermit. A really bad triangle? Come on, Kermit, it's a circle. Okay, so it's a circle. So? Well, you know that, but a lot of little kids don't. You want to see a groovy way to teach them what that is? Oh, you know it. Okay, the idea is to look for circles in the things you might see every day. I'm hip. 
hundreds. I'm hip. Sounds like Drew so often. <laughs> Go for your little bits. What do you mean, says who? Says everybody. Nobody's talked to me about it. Why would anybody talk to you about it? I'm a Muppet, that's why. Also, are a lot of other people Muppets. And they're all going to do the show, right, fellas? You said there'd be two voices. It's starting off two voices. Was that someone that we know? These are all Muppets talking. What Muppet was that? Uh, and nobody Muppet. Oh. I like how annoyed Kermit has yeah. no yes. time for this. He is, he is, in, he is not happy about he this whole thing. already checked out. Yep. I hate education. <laughs> Yet he's the one who stays, and Rolf didn't. Well, it's not. How much money have they got to do it? Upwards of several million dollars. What happened there? Kermit fell off his perch. Want to see some of the little films that'll be in the show, Kermit? Okay, here's one to teach the alphabet. We're going to keep repeating them, Kermit, just like commercials on regular TV. Again and again until they sink in, you know? Oh, that's kind of a groovy idea, Ralph. Commercials for the alphabet. They must have some people who know what they're doing at the children's television workshop. They got an advisory board of the best people in the country. And a research department who are studying kits and testing material and... Any frogs on this advisory board? Of course not. <laughs> Study any frogs in this research department? No, <laughs> He's I, so I pissed. This show is for kids. <laughs> now here, watch this. To make little kids start thinking about how their bodies work, like hands and feet and like that, uh, watch this. So you know, the segments have been cut out, so oh, it's just... I guess. Uh... show for kids, right? What happened to Ernie's head? Oh, it's, Ernie it's like a proto Ernie. Right. <laughs> oh, I've heard that name. Bald guy smiling. Yep. <laughs> Are they about to say itty bitty titty committee? <laughs> <laughs> I keep... you really think you're gonna get this show on the air? <laughs> oh, never mind, Kermit. No, 
Now, this is a countdown to a rocket launch to help kids recognize the numbers. Okay, good. That was like the next part I really like. It's coming up. You're not only got a crummy rocket there, you're oh, going to have a whole different sorry. Kids counting backwards. You pause well, it. We're going to count forwards too, Kermit. Yeah. Watch. Somebody remember it, though. You know. No, not a chance. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, wait, no. Well, this isn't, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. All right, now Adam's. I think it's for the. <laughs> Adam's skipping ahead, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All right, skip ahead to uh, 541. All right. And three, two, one, play. Question. Are you really depending on that bunch to come up with a title? You never can tell, Kermit. They just might think of the right one. Hey. These kids can't read or write, can they? Then how's about we call the show Hey Stupid? (laughs) 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 Oh, that's the best part of the whole part of the whole thing. Hey Stupid. Things that could have been. It's pretty good. Yep. And the rest of the clip. uh, Is that what they called it? Yeah. Yep. Let's put it in the archives. (laughs) Welcome to part two of Hey Stupid. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, later on in that uh, little pitch meeting, Ralph's really struggling to come up with the name because the board of directors is not helping at all. And Kermit comes up with Sesame Street, and Ralph's like, it's brilliant. Will you be on it? And Kermit's like, uh, no. And then, and like, leaves. And awesome. Ralph is like, starts crying. He's so distraught because he's like, I don't know who else is going to do this. And he's, and then Kermit pokes his head back in and says, sorry, tell him I was joking. Nah. And then leaves again. <laughs> I do like how um, honorary Kermit was. Oh yeah, in that. That's the way he was early on too. He was very honorary. Yeah, as you said, honorary. That too. Okay, so um, that all being said, when they were pitching the show, they were going to call it the preschool education television show. <laughs> <laughs> For a great socialist nation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there's some other names out there and they chose, uh, the one, uh, that was, this was picked before that pitch thing came out. Uh, they thought it was, it was the least unliked name they came up with. Sesame Street? Sesame Street. The least unliked name. <laughs> yes. The least unliked. That's what they, that's what they <laughs> ended on. Um, so as you know, the show was going to take place on a, uh, Brownstone Indy City location. Um, in order for inner city kids to relate to the show, they want to be set in a familiar place. Um, and for auditions, pretty much they'd bring in people to audition, and whoever, uh, they had kids there at the auditions. Mm-hmm. And whoever the kids liked best, those are the people that got cast. And these are the people being cast in the mm. human roles? Yes, correct. Um, the other thing they wanted they didn't to... audition any of the Muppets? Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to part one? No, I didn't. Good Lord. (laughs) All right. Um, So uh, they also said, we're going to make sure uh, any that white actors are going to be in the minority on the show. Right. Um, That's something I felt very passionate about. Um, And most of the rest of the cast and crew were just kind of hired through friends and past relationships and and whatnot. So they uh, were going to use research uh, to... Design their content. Uh, that's kind of what's based off of. 
Um, and they were kind of pitching this and making it as an experimental research project TV show, essentially. They came up with this thing called The Distractor. Ooh. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Mike, you heard of this? No. Oh, yes. I get the, I get you stumped Mike. Get the, At least not by the name The Distractor. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so the way this worked was they'd film an episode and they'd screen it for some kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had to have either uh, an 80% or above uh, non-distract. Kids had to pay attention to right. it for they, at least 80% of the time or more. They'd, What's up? They'd play the video and have a naked woman dancing next to it. <laughs> and the kids didn't focus on the video. Then they were like, all right, let's redo it. It'll never yep. work. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, yeah, so it had to have at least an 80% or higher in order for the episode to stay the way it was. If it hit less than 50% on the distractor, then they scrapped the entire episode and reshot it. Um, by the fourth season, episodes rarely tested below 85%. Did they, um, uh, was there any other thing to distract them or was it just if they stop watching, you know, they're... that's it right there. Okay. Yeah. It's like, here's this episode of TV, sit down and watch. And as the kids stopped paying attention, that would lower the percentage. Gotcha. Uh, and again, had to have at least an 80 to 90% in order to keep it. That's, that's pretty interesting. I wonder how they were how they controlled that kind of thing you know like how many kids there were and like Mm -hmm. and like we're talking about like if there was anything else in the room right Right. yeah but that's how many naked ladies were there (laughs) (laughs) wait how many though right (laughs) are we just talking one or two or um, do you know if they continued this practice up up to now or is um i don't i mean up to at least the fourth season i know definitively um beyond that uh the distractor may or may not still be in use. I'm not sure. So they create four test episodes, right? Um, and in these episodes, there were human segments and there were Muppet segments. Right. And humans and Muppets did not interact with each other. Because the psychiatrist they had, if you remember from episode one, Nick, mm-hmm. um, they were, uh, the psychologists were worried that the kids would get confused about what was real and what wasn't. Okay. If the, if the Muppets... <clears throat> and the humans interacted with each other. Right. Um, and they had all the, like, the cartoon commercials in these four test episodes. Um, they found out at the end of these four uh, that kids like cartoons. <clears throat> yep. Kids like Muppets. Yep. Humans are boring. Mm. It's true. Uh, <laughs> and the more Muppets, uh, the better the episode did. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they kind of reworked things and uh, came out with uh, more Muppets. Uh, with, they uh, combined uh, the humans and Muppets together, obviously, reworked kind of the way the show uh, was going to be put out and started filming season one. Did they make that psychologist watch Hey Stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it called? Hey Stupid. Hey, okay. Yeah, it was Hey Stupid, <laughs> definitely. Um, so... Excuse me. This what happens when you start when you teach and you talk all day. Your uh, throat gets oh, yeah. very tired. So I apologize. That's motion sensor lights. Don't worry about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, all right. Well, whatever. Um, nice. Yeah, nice. this is cool. Got a nice. Uh, yeah. The, for the <laughs> listener, the uh, the archive lights just went out. Yes. Saving. We're saving power here. 
<laughs> they're still going out. <laughs> so, more or less. There's I one, may have to go address this in a minute, but there's it, one light. <laughs> there's one light left on. We'll see if it stays on or not. Um, <laughs> so it uh, uh, it debuts, mm-hmm. right? Um, it debuts in 1969. Uh, you know, I said when we did part one, we were very uh, on point for the 50th anniversary. We're now into the 51st <laughs> anniversary, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is uh, something I found a little uh, in- I found interesting. There was an article that was written about it, mm-hmm. uh, and the article was titled "Sesame Street: uh, A Breakthrough in Television for Toddlers." Mm. In this article, there was a uh, uh, little section called "Out Disneying Disney." Whoa! <laughs> and a quote from uh, inside that that uh, section says, "Filmed sequences have a soft lyrical beauty." Animation is creative enough to put Walt Disney Enterprises to shame. Whoa, 69. 69, right? What's yes. Bob Iger must have out about I, that. I feel like Sleeping Beauty had just come out, uh, um, well, 10 years 59. ago, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, what, what was but, out? I mean, uh, 69, I want to say that was... Why? No. I think, was Jungle Book 66? Well, Jungle Book was one... Disney was still alive. So. Yeah, that was the that was the last one I think that he. Yeah, that was. Hmm. The body was still warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, jeez. Um, uh, okay, yeah, it was in between the Jungle Book in '67 and the Aristocats in 1970. There you go. I mean, next. Jungle Book, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I I don't think I've actually ever seen Aristocats, so I can't comment. Oh really? That's yeah, kind of racist. So they're out. <laughs> What? Huh? It is. Um, oh, a lot I, of I thought you meant stereotype. true. But oh, no, no, no. In the Aristocats, a lot of sort of... Oh, yeah, it's uh, ra- the movie is yes, racist. Kind of yeah, unfortunate racial stereotypes. I was racist. Um, well, okay, but that's, you know, that's that's their opinion, right? Right, exactly. And Sesame Street, did they endorse that review? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Great question. Um, uh, one person I, I don't... I think I mentioned yet uh, that they hired when they wanted to bring on uh, more Muppets was a guy named uh, Carol Spinney. Aha. Yes. Who, uh, for those of at home, uh, was the performer of both Big Bird and Oscar mm-hmm. the Grouch. Big Bird. <laughs> Did he... But he was in the first episode? Yeah. Okay. If you recall, uh, Big Bird and Oscar were both in the first episode yeah. where Oscar was orange. Right. And Big Bird was missing half of his head. Yes, yes, he was, and was very derpy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say he had a certain like noise? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it was crazy how goofed up he was. Um. So that being said, so it it debuts right, yeah. and people are like, "This is awesome!" Yeah. Um. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Right. E- no. Uh oh. Um. There Disney was... hated it. <laughs> yeah, Disney was <laughs> livid. Um, so there was uh, a, a certain state in the union Uh-oh. that was not keen on this show. What state was it? Uh, can you guess? I yeah. wanna... A list of nation. Florida. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> Which one is racist? Which one was racist? Which state was racist? <laughs> Alabama. Nope. Damn it. Uh, Mississippi. It was Mississippi. Mm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, the Mississippi Authority for Educational Television, 
also known as the State Commission for Educational Television, um, held a regularly scheduled meeting in January of 70. Um, so a series been, had been on, on, on the air for a couple months now. Right. Um, and this uh, board got together um, and uh, the board had been created by the state legislator uh, with appointees named by the governor, John Bell Williams, to evaluate shows that were to air on the state's educational television or ETV. Mm-hmm. Um, the five panel member consisted of educators and private citizens, including there's a teacher and a principal on it, uh, and was headed up by James McKay, a banker in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, there's a reason for all this. Um, McKay's presence was notable the fact that his father-in-law, Alan Thompson, had just retired after spending 20 years as mayor of Jackson and was highly uh, resistant to uh, integration in the city. Mm. Um, Thompson was also the founder of Freedom of Choice in the United States, or FOCUS, <laughs> an activist group that promoted what they dubbed Freedom of Choice in Public Schools, uh, a thinly veiled reference to segregation. Mm. Um, so, you know, Mississippi in the 60s, early 70s, not a great uh, place. Um, Today it's great. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Um, so this board talks to ETV, um, and they're like, you know what? All these, all these races mixing together and hanging out, this might be offensive. Uh, we should, we should, (laughs) we should, we should probably vote on this. Uh, and obviously everyone on the panel is white, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, so on April 17th, 1970, they took an informal poll among the five of them and decided, uh, voting three votes of two that ETV would prohibit Sesame Street. Man. Yep. Um, so uh, the members that were outvoted um, secretly leaked the entire sort of conversation to the New York Times. Wow, nice. <laughs> um, and the country lost their collective minds yeah. of the uh, blatant racism that was still going on down there. Now you know they were they uh, the board just said no 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 we're not saying it can't come here mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be shown we're just gonna we're just gonna postpone it mm. um, because we're uh, we're 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 scared that um, you know we don't know what this thing's all about because uh, uh, the uh, oh uh, they could do they could be influencing our kids um, for evil purposes. Um, because of integration <laughs> question mark <laughs> so it's like when and you that's have... why oscar's green now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh what were you saying nick well it's, it's like uh when you're airing a live television show and they have that 30 second delay they did the same thing but with a 30 year delay <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> um so uh joan uh our friend joan gans cooney put out a statement basically saying this is a tragedy yeah. Um, fortunately, for whatever reason, um, they decided uh, within a few months that it was okay. And basically, because of feeds coming in from Memphis and New Orleans and Alabama, people in the outlying were already seeing it. So it seemed kind of pointless to keep blocking it. Um, so we'll allow it. Uh, in the fall of 1970, the entire uh, uh, Sesame Street cast 
mm-hmm. came down to Jackson, Mississippi. Wow. Um, met with the board and did uh, a live performance. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Killed them with kindness. That's yeah. essentially, yeah. yeah. That's that's more or less how, how it broke down. Um, this and is they a, did kill them. Jeez. <laughs> People did die. Yeah. This is a little <laughs> ironic because uh, a one Jim Henson was born in Mississippi. Whoa. Yeah, born in the first part of his life, raised in Mississippi, and then he uh, uh, moved to Maryland, I believe. Hmm. That sounds right in my head. It does sound right. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that was the kind of the backlash for season one, right? And now everyone loves it again. Yay. Until season two. Um, (laughs) We were okay with the first season. (laughs) Um, So season two starts off, and there's an absolute huge backlash from the Latino community. Oh. Um, Going so far as writing articles calling it a full racist show because of the misrepresentation of Hispanics. What? Say what? Why? Why? Uh, Because there was really no representation of... Oh, them on on the show, and what little was on there was patronizing and very poor quality mm. and kind of uh, cliche and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, so they hire a bunch of uh, Latino writers and hire on Latino actors. So that problem got fixed, and everyone loves them. Yay! Until um, season three. <laughs> <laughs> no, later on in season two, also. Um, they're like, hey, you know what? Um, there are no strong female characters on this show. Uh, Susan's a housewife. There's no real female Muppets. Um, fix that. Yeah. And they said, okay, Susan's now a nurse. And we will hire a female writer on our team. So they did. <laughs> um, by the end of... It's, se- it's great that they're hiring writers to represent... And not just right, yeah. plugging in Muppets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the end of season one, uh, over 7 million kids watched per episode. Wow. On a daily basis. Um, I'm going to pause this real quick and a little walk down memory lane. Uh, so the uh, Sesame Street has, uh, among um, a lot of famous things, their animated segments. Yeah. Are very, very mm-hmm. famous, right? Right. A lot of classic bits. Um, what's what's your what's your favorite uh, animated segment? Uh, classic, not modern. Yeah, I realized this recently. Maybe it was after we recorded part one. I don't know if it came up during that discussion, but um, one of my favorites. There's a wizard uh, next to a bridge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The gatekeeper or the bridgekeeper. The bridgekeeper, and and then the various segments. Some someone will approach and want to cross the bridge, and the um, the wizard will prompt them to. He'll hold up a shape, yeah, and be like, he'll ask them what it is, or, or he'll want an example of the shape. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I I had forgotten, I had completely forgotten about these segments until, uh, like, literally after we talked about Sesame Street. I think maybe I googled some other stuff that we had talked about. Sure. And that one of that came up, and I was like, "Oh my god, I so love these! I don't know <laughs> why I love them so much, but um, for some reason, the wizard holding the shape was like a, a real like like nostalgia hit for me." Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So the bridge keeper uh, didn't show up till season twelve. Was he a was he a wizard? 
Um, he he's looks like one. A tall, thin, wizard-like yeah. man. I don't long, know that he ever beard. does magic or anything. Uh, I don't believe so. Green robes with a matching cone-shaped hat. Yeah. And possess a rather solemn disposition. Yeah, he, he <laughs> does do a little bit of close-up sleight of hand. But... <laughs> <laughs> he was well, you know. He was known for almost always speaking in rhyme, and a thunderclap right. would pierce, pierce the air whenever the bridgekeeper would introduce himself. Yeah. I am the bridgekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, there was the triangle episode, the circle mm-hmm. episode, the Circle's square episode, and that's it. Yeah, I think circle is my favorite. Yeah, because I feel like it gets. Does he get a cookie or a pizza or something? Uh, he talks about cookies, pizza, a slice of watermelon. Yeah. Um, Look at this. this is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. And I think the bridge keeper eats all those things. Um, let's see. Uh, no, he he tells the he tells the kid, hey, in order to pass me, you got to show me circles. Yeah, show me circles. Um, and then he starts pulling out the food and he makes the kid eat it. Yeah. And then he uh, at, he's, at the very end of it, he's like, I don't need to cross a bridge anymore. I don't really need to be here anymore. He's like, why not? Because he's like, I was here to deliver your groceries. <laughs> yes. uh, very good. That's good. Yes. Classic, 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 classic. Um, yeah. Awesome. I love that. Uh, I uh, love that. Uh, Nick, what about you? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the one animated thing that I remember from Sesame Street, mm-hmm. and that's the uh, the Pointer Sisters. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Excellent. Mike, Mike's dancing. He likes it. Yeah. Yes. Excellent choice. Um, those segments actually were just called one, two, three, four, five. But uh, just really? <laughs> no, just so you know, that's what that was the name of them were. So. All right. I, I know them as Pinball Number Count, or maybe that's the name um, of the song. Let me see. Let me pinball Number Count. I wonder why. As always, Mike Westfall is correct. I was looking at the wrong thing. I wonder why. Good job, Mike. The number twelve. I I mean I think I don't know, but that's a that's a popular one because a bunch of they had a bunch of twelves segments yeah. that went up to twelve. Maybe clocks. Could be that might Maybe be it. Actually, works with you know four four time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And after, after you get to twelve, <laughs> yeah. nice. after you get to twelve, you start repeating. That's true. The yeah, three, yeah, that's true. 13, 14. 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so pinball number count showed up first in season eight. Wow. Um, <coughs> your sisters, good call on that, Nick. Um, th- here's a here's a little fun tidbit. Uh, there were only eleven segments made for uh, pinball number count. Which number was left out? What? Uh... Alistination. I'm going to guess one. Yeah, I was going to also guess one. Nick, what do you say? That sounds right. That is correct. Yeah. All three of you get hey! a line. <laughs> the number uh, one was never made. Wow. Yep. Uh, they should watch that Terry Jones movie. That Yeah, that I referenced in a separate conversation. Yep. The Story of One. <laughs> I, I watched l- half of that, by the way. It's really good. It was good. So, you know, in these, in these segments, uh, well, Nick, do you want to describe what these segments were all about? Drew did a great job of describing the other ones. <laughs> I mean, they're about pinballs and numbers. I, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, these pinballs would, uh, the opening little credit, would the song would sing, and a pinball would go into a fantastical world and zoom yeah. around different things, and the number would pop up over and over again, and at the very end it would exit, and the outro version of the song would sing. 
Um, do you think the most famous cartoon segment from Sesame Street? Man. Might be. La- I mean, Ladybug it, might. Yeah, it's might. the only one I know. So, <laughs> right. Anecdotally, it is. Right. Um, I mean, definitely one of the one of the most. It's in the top. Um, it's in the top. It's in the top twelve. I'd Ladybug say. Picnic would be up there as well. Yeah, I'd say that one too. Um, God, there's so many. There's so many good ones. Um. Yeah. And many um, more. And many more. Um. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is kind of fun. The uh. So again, the song will play at the beginning and end, but in the middle part, there was always a different musical instrument playing as it was going about its uh, its business. Um, number two was a steel drum. Mm. Number three was electric guitar. Number mm. four was a steel drum. <laughs> number five was saxophone. Okay, so not all of them were different. <laughs> number six was saxophone. Hey, come on. <laughs> number seven was saxophone. So uh, admittedly, all... I didn't look at the whole list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number eight was electric guitar. Number nine, we're back to our classic steel drum. Mm-hmm. Number 10, let's mix up a little bit with saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> number, number 11, electric guitar. And to bring it home, number 12, what do you think? Saxophone. Steel, steel drum. Steel drum, uh, you know it. Too bad. Uh, I didn't realize that it alternated. <laughs> yeah, me either. <clears throat> me either. All right, uh, Mike, what about yourself? Uh, I have a few that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind when you think of Sesame Street animated segments was the I can remember bit where mom sends her daughter to oh, the grocery yes. store to pick up a loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter. Stick of butter. Yeah. Yep. yep. Which they I realize they remade that I want to say in the last ten years. They remake a lot of these. A lot of the classic ones we know yeah. from this era, from these eras from seventies and eighties, they've yeah. revamped even uh one through four five uh, uh sorry, pinball um what? Remember, oh, I haven't yeah, seen them. They've re- one of those. revamped them and redone them but and put different sound effects behind it and now music. Now it's the and... grittier oh, Tarantino wow. version of it. <laughs> they do. There's a new, I don't know how new, but a uh, Ladybug's picnic that is claymation. Yeah, they're taking now a lot of the stealing. old ones and making them claymation, yeah, actually. That was hmm. that one's really good. Yeah. Um, That's cool. I was imagining that they'd be CG or something. Yeah. But... There's that one, and then there's another one I remember because you brought up the Bridge Keeper, which I totally forgot about until you mentioned it. But yeah. there was one, I think it was the same animators. It was a pirate captain and his first mate, and they're checking to make sure that they have everything ready to go, and they forgot to take in the anchor. Wow. <laughs> uh, pirates are. Nope, that's not it. That's not it. I, I don't know if it. that has that a sound. I was really happy. I was like, oh, I think I found it. Um, nope, I'm not gonna take time to try to go through all these. So, Sesame Street, and then uh, there was a segment that it was a longer one, and it was animated very similarly to that loaf of bread, stick of butter, but it it's, was about uh, two kid crime fighters, and they were Billy Joe Jive and Smart Susie Sunset. Oh yeah, nice. go around and solve mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that one. Um. I don't remember that one either, I don't think. Um, some of my it, favorites... It had, oh. it had, like, really, really 70s music yeah. going down <laughs> at the beginning as you were kind of zoomed, panned in to the city, and uh, he would start his little voiceover. Nice. Yeah, mine would probably be um, the typewriter... Oh, of course! Classic. Yes. King of Eight. 
Oh, that's mm-hmm. familiar. What yeah. is that one? Um, it's uh, stop motion animation. Uh, about a guy, the King of Eight, singing about everything in his kingdom is eight. Yeah. And then he finds out, he finds out at the end of the song that his wife had a kid. Oh, And right. he's like, oh, good grief, it's princess number nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, the one where the kid has to go, uh, talking about uh, remembering and going backwards through his mind, all this super trippy, bizarre things that he sees, and this uh, guy tries to help him out. Um, oh yeah yeah he kind of oh yeah and he would change his physical body into the things that the kid had seen and it was super bizarre it was so weird it's lovely um but really uh i think the one that we're all forgetting about and oh, is, no. is probably the most uh famous one. Oh, this is the um okay. you have I'll, it. I'll just i'll get this queued up oh yeah of course i have does, it does, does mike need a link uh, I'm i'm sending the link to mike right now so, Mike, uh, again, please don't hit this until... Uh... Oh, I think I know where he's going. Ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you do. Um... Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why I you keep saying that. That's... All right, I'm turning the no. volume back up. Um, all right, volume has been turned up. All right. Mike, ready? Three, two, one. I want to watch Batman. I want to watch the man from Alabama. Batman? Oh, I was wrong. I was thinking you were going teeny little super guy. Yes, you do too. Not always, I've I don't. Seen you no, you not always. Sometimes, no, but not always. Not always. You do too. Oh, I do not. I do Batman and the man from Alphabet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Which of us did you watch yesterday? Me or man from Alphabet? Well, tell him, Ernie. It was him. It was you. We watched you yesterday, Batman. Then it's only fair that you take turns and watch the man from Alphabet today. I'll get my turn again tomorrow. Okay, Batman. <laughs> you can stop it there. <laughs> That's a. I, I do not know that one. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna do. Uh, again, these are super, super short. Wait, wait was that so a cartoon? That was Burton already talking about uh, fighting over the television, and uh, at the end, um, Batman, who's a still image on the television, talks to him and says, "Hey, who did you watch yesterday?" And they're like, "Oh, we watched you, you yesterday, Batman." He's like, "Okay, well then, watch Man from Alphabet." Which kind of like a man from Uncle riff, uh, uh, spoof rather, and you can watch me tomorrow. And they say, "Okay, Batman," and it's just wonderfully bizarre. Uh, they made four of these uh, Batman segments. Okay. Uh, for Sesame Street, uh, unfortunately. Batman or or. Uh, so that was the first one of just uh, Ernie and Bert arguing with to each other and then talking to Batman. Um, this is an actual uh, Batman cartoon, forty-three seconds long, that was played on Sesame Street. Mike, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Hey, Batman, this is Spider-Man. Stop, Joker! Stop in the name of decent citizens everywhere! Try to stop me, <laughs> dynamic duo! <laughs> Let's get him, Batman. Not here, Robin. We'll cross the street the right way. At the corner, remember? But he'll get away. I don't think so. Holy manhole! <laughs> Holy manhole. <laughs> Actually, Robin, the Joker was lucky. Now he'll only spend some time in jail. If that car had been going a little faster, it could have finished him off forever. Always remember, Robin, no matter how much in a hurry you may be, always cross streets at the corner. Um, It's a good lesson. I it wish is. my dog would watch I that remember video. that one because they played that over. They kept syncing that through the 80s, I think. 
Mike, do you did you recognize the voice actors? Well, Robin's Casey Kasem. Yeah, Robin is Casey say. Kasem, correct. I forget who uh, Batman's voice was back then. Because because we'll need to ask John when he comes back if he counts the voice actor that voiced that Joker. <laughs> Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. As if he'll rank him amongst yeah. <laughs> All right, this is the, the last one. Um, this features Batman and Robin again. Um, a nondescript bad guy. Okay. Uh, the fourth segment that featured them uh, and the Penguin talking about dirty and clean has been kind of lost to the ages. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so uh, listen carefully for a uh, unique... Uh, this one's only 31 seconds long. Okay. Uh, for a unique uh, descriptor of one of Batman's uh, tools. Mike, you ready? Ready. Three, two, one, go. Gee, Batman, if we could only get that guy without having to go through the guard. The guard? It's so obvious I it's this will assist us Casey in Casey. That arch criminal Robin. <laughs> I'll tie this rope around the bat boomerang like this. <laughs> then up in the air it goes. The voice of Batman actually sounds like the bridge keeper somewhat. Uh, you think? Yeah. That up, through, and around really... Yeah, maybe. To me, sounded kind of like the bridge keeper. Uh, if only we had a producer... <laughs> who wasn't on mic and could just look things up. Um, yeah, so Batman, season one of Sesame Street. That's pretty cool. Who knew? And what yeah. did I, we, Nick and I could not see what uh, era oh, of Batman Oh, I'm so glad you seeing. mentioned this. Um, these were put out by uh, Filmation. Okay. Yeah. I uh, don't think so, he did mention that. Right. No, no, no. You jogged my memory. Oh. So Filmation then... Uh, the voice actors may have been from their stable, yeah? Their uh, stable? Well, like voice the actors that they're animated. using. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's in that style. I'm looking it up now. It's Olin Sewell. Okay. What has he got? Um, He was he was a voice in Rudolph. Let me find him. Of course he was. <laughs> this is like an episode of I Advent Calendar I think it was Hermie. I think, I, yeah. I think we talked about this on the Advent Calendar House. That's funny. He was Hermie in Rudolph. That's amazing. What's his name? Hermie? No, the <laughs> actor's name? Olin Sewell. Olin Sewell. Yeah. I like it. And the bridge keeper was voiced by if you're right on this, I'm very impressed, Drew. Um Gon Wilson. Uh, too bad. Gone? G A H A N. Maybe Gahan. Gone. Yeah, that's why I said gone. That's why I said it. I like how Adam um let Drew and I a stand-in for the listener yeah. Yeah. and didn't show us the cartoon. That he's already seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did the research. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I was curious, though, what yeah. does Batman look like? What's the out, what's the uniform look like? Uh, think like Batman and Friends, Batman and, and uh, Super Friends, whatever. Okay. That's style. Okay. Yeah. And Robin is... He, same. Yeah. Exactly. And Joker. Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! Uh, my final uh, quick animation thing would be uh, Luxo Junior. Luxo Junior. Yes. What? As in the uh, uh, Pixar that lamp showed up on Sesame Street. You what? know it first. Yep. 
Wow. Really? Yep. Luxo wow. Jr., the one with him on the box. Um, <laughs> it's Luxo Jr. with Dad is oh. the big lamp. is called Dad, nice. apparently. Nice. Origin story. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, oh, I guess Teeny Little Super Guy. That has I mean, its, its own entire other thing. Um, that was the one Mike referenced? Yes. Mike, can you sing the theme song? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still jumping around. I had the I had it wrong about Hermie. Uh, oh, so oh. he didn't no. voice Hermie. Olin Sewell was in something else, though. <laughs> we'll find out. Yes, I guess we will not get a rendition. He's a, of he's a listener of the podcast. The teeny little super guy theme song. That's oh, well. they got my credits wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Olin, you made it, Olin. Also, it's Olin. <laughs> I stress the Lynn part of my name. I mean, it's either way. But... Oh, okay. No, Olin Sewell was in a was in a Disney short film called The Small One that was about the uh, oh. donkey. Yeah. Wow. The donkey that eventually uh, carried Mary to Bethlehem. Right. Yeah. Um, nice. Wow. Did you? I knew a... we talked. I remember myself like being. Surprised that oh, it's the voice of Batman. But... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway. All right, let's. I don't know where. How are we doing on, on time we're right now? About an hour at this. point. Okay, we're gonna zip through a couple things. Um, I'll have to put that in the part three. I guess I'm not gonna have time to do it. Um, okay. Uh, by 1971, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is just the Sesame Street podcast now. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> we're committed at this point. Yeah. Right, uh, dude, I could do that all day long, twice on Sunday. Uh, by 1971, uh, they no longer can track uh, educational outcomes. Oh, they no longer they can no longer track educational, educational outcomes. outcomes. They can only mean? track. So what? What do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? So basically, that? they were saying, "Hey, you know, the kids who are watching will see when before they watch education level and after they watch and kind of do okay, that thing." And their sample size got too big, so they basically just okay. Now we say who's watching versus who's not watching. Okay. Because it just got too big. Right. Um, by 1972, the street goes global with uh, Villa, uh, Villa Sesamo in Brazil and Plaza Sesamo in Mexico. Uh, Sesame Strasse popped up in Germany in 73. Um, by 1979, 9 million kids are watching daily. Wow. And a, uh, do you guys know what happened in 1979? That's only two million than a decade before. I'm not impressed. All right. <laughs> Seventy nine. Yes. Did uh the Clash's London Calling come out? That uh year? probably. Uh they had two very special uh guests come and visit oh. Sesame Street in seventy nine. Was it us? Oh it yeah. Oh, I think Mike probably knows who it is. <laughs> Mike, who was it? You talking about R two D two and C three PO? I sure they, am. Oh, love of the fire hydrant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was me and Adam. I'm let down. I'm surprised that was so. It was '79. Yeah. Then, well, that was later that than I expected, be, just because they did it. Well, no, you know what? That does make sense because that was that same season of the Muppet Show when they when exactly. Mark Hamill was on there too. So yep. yeah, that's a, that's right. Yep, right before Empire. I'm thinking it was early. Yeah, or maybe right after Empire, right around then. Um, they fell in love with the trash can. Is that what you said? Uh, fire hydrant. Fire, fire hydrant. R2D2 R2 does. Oh, R2 does. Yes. Uh, not smart. 
Yeah, we're well. led to believe that R2 is very bright in the movies, but did his little thing come out? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> did his little thing come out? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they try to interface with oh, it. Just, just Nick. stop. Just stop. Come on, buddy. Um, <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, so that pretty much takes us through the 70s. Yeah, yeah, Go quick, ahead. Quick note. Um, yeah. I don't know if this really fits into the, you know, you said they went international, but if I can once again uh, <laughs> reference Mike's other yes, podcast. Oh, right. Yes. Where there's an episode about Shalom Sesame. Uh, which I was a little confused, Mike. Was that was that a one-off special, or was there a series? There was a series. That was a Hanukkah episode of this. Okay. And Shalom Sesame was... Did it play in Israel? So the Israeli language one that played over there was called Rechav Sumsum, mm-hmm. and then they made a Jewish-American spinoff of that called right. Shalom Sesame, uh, and it, I know that it aired in Philly and New York, and I'm not sure where else, but I imagine it might be just cities with prominent Jewish populations. Okay. I don't know. So sort of regionally. Uh, Could be. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't know anything about that until hearing about it on Advent Calhouse. And I, I had heard about other international uh, versions of Sesame Street. And I know yep. that. In Mexico, uh, Big Bird. There's a different Big Bird, and he's yeah. like a parrot. Yeah, he's he's mul- he's beautifully multicolored feathers, Whoa. and yeah, a cool lot of them it. have their own Big Bird right counterparts, and a lot of them have their own grouches. Yep, right. And Shalom Sesame. And then everyone else is the same. Shalom Sesame's Big Bird counterpart was a hedgehog. I say yeah. It's usually it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily just a bird. It's a giant animal. What was he? What was he called? The hedgehog. The the Israeli one, yeah. uh, Kippy. Kippy. Kippy Ben Kippod, which translates to hedgehog, but introduces himself as a porcupine. Because <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It works. Um. Gosh. See again. I have so much to talk about. Just no time. No time. Um. So in 1981. <gasps> Uh, is that you? You're born. born? Yeah, Drew's, Drew's around now. Mike, how, how old are you? I was born in '80, so I was around. Oh yeah, we're all we're all around now. '80 baby. Uh, in '81, the federal government uh, pulls all funding to the Children's Television Workshop. Idiots. Because they're like, you don't need it anymore, and they didn't. Oh. Um, nope. uh, they were. It was a pretty much a cash cow they were making just tons of money by 87 they were uh the show was making 42 th- uh, 42 million a year wow yeah. yeah um drew you had mentioned something um that one of your uh you had a palpable fear that's right but we've not talked about this yet and i'm curious if the next thing i'm going to mention is what is tying into I this didn't talk about it you didn't you you teased it and then never mentioned it oh, again oh wow so go. You want to know what it was? I sure do. Well, I, it's a vague memory, but the first time I remember feeling af- afraid and like like really scared was because of a Sesame Street episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and at these days, I'm like, did this happen? You know, like y- y- you was you there of... a big bird? <laughs> 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 <Just> big <laughs> yellow bird? <laughs> um, 
But you know, you like you you, you tell he yourself talking to a Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> Did this robot interface with a hydrant? Um, <laughs> Did his little thing come out? <laughs> <laughs> but you know how like. Over time, you're like, did I actually experience this or did I make it up? But anyway, um, my memory is that there was an episode of Sesame Street where they kept finding these purple feathers around. Mm -hmm. And this this definitely happened so far. I was like, just the fact that they didn't know what it was or where they came from terrified me. And I was like, scared. For the re- even though it resolved itself, and right. I, I don't actually remember what it was leaving the feathers around, but I was like terrified. And that night, I was convinced that this purple feathered thing was in my closet. Like I was absolutely terrified by it. Huh. And I I didn't want to stop you, but I do know that you've talked about this before, if not in that episode, but yeah. at some point, uh, maybe in our deep seated fears of childhood episode. Yeah. Childhood fears. Um. Yeah that that episode did exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was doing in my research. I remember reading about that, and apparently that episode freaked out a lot of kids. Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll see if I can find the article I saw about it and put it in the show notes if I can find it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you weren't alone. I wonder friendo. what it was. Maybe maybe it was. And again, like my memory's foggy, but I feel like they were all sort of like, what is this? Yes. You know, and maybe it was their reaction to it that sort of made me scared as well. Yeah. It was basically like it set up like a mystery. Yeah. Episode. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it was apparently oh, very. Wow. Uh, Sesame Street level intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that freaked out a lot of kids. Wow. Yeah. So, no, that actually happened. I'm reading about it. Okay. Uh, 1983. Uh Death of Mr. Hooper. Ugh. Yeah. Um, the I don't know why in my notes I don't have the guy's the act the actor's name. I had it at one point. Will Lee. Thank you, sir. Um, so I'm gonna deviate for two seconds into Will Lee because his life I, was fascinating. I like a name that forces you to have a long pause right. in between it because it's yeah. my name's not Willie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's Will. Lee. Will <laughs> Lee. Um, so, um, uh, again, I'm not sure where my notes, some of my notes must have gotten mo- mixed up here because it's gone. But anyway, Will Lee, um, he was blacklisted as an alleged communist during the Red Scare. Huh. Um, he taught acting at the American Theater Wing, and one of his uh, prized uh, pupils was a guy named James Earl Jones. Oh. Um, How, who, who was that? <laughs> he played R2-D2. Oh, yeah. okay. Did his uh... yes. yes okay. <laughs> um, again, I do apologize. Uh, I Mike, do you remember what uh, Mr. Lee passed away from? From what he passed away? No, I don't. Yeah, I can't. I, again, I, I'm really oh, heart attack. Frustrated right now. Well, no, I don't think it was a heart attack because uh, he he there was some sort of other health thing going on. I mean, maybe that was oh. eventually what is what did it, but um, he knew he was dying. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, because uh, Carol Spinney says the last thing he ever said to him was, I love you, Mr. Hooper. And uh, he said, I love you, Carol. And that's the last interaction oh, that they wow. had with each other. Um, they put the, uh, the, uh, that episode on Thanksgiving Day, um, 1983, because they knew that 
families would be around and could then talk about it and it wouldn't be like a random Tuesday afternoon episode of Sesame right. Street. It's so it was a big thing they did. Yeah. Um the Death of Mr. Hooper episode. No. Um is been called one of the ten most influential moments in daytime television. Hmm. Yeah. Number one being when uh, Marlena got married on Days of Our Lives. Goes <laughs> <laughs> not saying, yeah, Nick. I mean, come on. Also, number two, when right. she got married again. There's to, to Roman. My life before she got married. <laughs> and my life after. Yeah. Good lord. Um. All right. Uh. In. Uh, and I want to talk about this a little more, but we're so we're we're out of time already. So um, maybe we'll. Maybe we'll touch back on it again in part three, just because I would like to get your guys' thoughts on. Wait a minute. On just if I recall, how did the first episode end? Uh, just we'll see you in part two. Essentially, it wasn't with Jim Henson dying. No, no. The, no okay. This was episode was supposed to get us up to. Up yeah, to we're, we're, we haven't okay. gotten he's there still, yet. He's still, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. and we're about to jump into that. That's the last only, thing we're talking only about. Only one death so far. Yes. No, Jim Henson's still alive at this point. Oh yeah, he's fine. Okay. Um. So two quick other things, then we're going to jump into the whole Jim Henson part, and then that'll be it. Um, 1984 introduces a character called Elmo. You may oh, have heard of this guy. Did he actually, but not by that name, right? His first appearance, I don't think he had a name. Yet. Uh, well, no. he's been around as kind of an anything yeah. monster, and then Jim Henson or somebody threw the Muppet at uh, Kevin Clash, and he ran with it. Uh-huh. Yep. That is accurate. And But yeah, in 84, Elmo, as we know him, was... Yeah, first gotcha. shown. Okay. Um, and obviously, then Elmo exploded. Yeah. Other place. Elmo, Elmo um, fever. Yes, Elmo fever. Exactly. Uh, Still 19... ongoing. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. 1985, um, Mister Snuffleupagus mm-hmm. was finally revealed to be a uh, real uh, character and not just a figment of Big Bird's imagination. Um, oh, I didn't know he started out as a figment. That's cool. Well, no. So the whole thing was. Uh, Big Bird said, hey, I have this friend. He's a, oh. he's a Snuffleupagus. So you and, saw him before then. But... Oh, yeah. We, we the viewers, okay. always saw him. It's just every time that he wanted to show one of the adults, he Snuffy had to go off and do something. Yeah. And but so... you could still make the the argument, well, it, it, in the narrative of the show, could still be a, fi- you know, yeah. a figment of Big Bird's imagination. I like when he'd be like, I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> <laughs> just disappear. Um, the reason why... I am Big Bird's beating heart. Jeez, <laughs> <Jeez Louise. laughs> um, the, uh It's actually a very somber reason why they, they opted. Because they're still doing all this research, as yeah. you know, even though we're, you know... Uh, uh, see, six, seven, eight, seven, eight, no, 15 years into this thing now. Um, but they realized that uh, basically kids... This just sounds real bad, but uh, who were victims of child abuse mm. were getting frustrated because they would tell adults, hey, oh, this is a real thing, and adults wouldn't believe them. Yeah. And so they said, let's show that Snuffy is real so that kids will then know that they can tell adults things and they will be believed. Wow. Um, and let's have the grown-ups apologize to Big Bird, and they made a big deal about yeah. saying, we're sorry that we didn't believe you, Big Bird. Wow. Yes, it was a whole big, whole big thing. Uh, Mike, do answer this question because I'm sure you know the answer to it. What is uh, uh, Snuffy's first name? Aloysius. Oh, Aloysius Snuffleupagus. You're absolutely right. 
<laughs> he was apparently they they recently had brought Snuffy out at Bush Gardens recently, and I Whoa, missed. Whoa! What? Oh wow! Yeah. That's cool. I don't think like actual Snuffy Muppet, but a. Hi, I'm Snuffy Muppet. Oh, well, I mean, I yeah, you. like that's right. Yeah, there's... a two-person costume that looks enough like Snuffy that yeah, I mean the the Sesame Street, the Big Bird costume that they have at the Sea World Parks, it's very good. Like some of the others, it's like full-size Muppet, right. like full-size costume, so it's not as good. But Big Bird's on point, and I'm sure the Snuffy one's on point. Mm. Right on. Um, in the 1988 and 1989 seasons, they, uh, tackled, uh, love, relationship, marriage, pregnancy, and childbirth all in two seasons with Maria and, uh, Luis. Maria. Yeah. So they fell in love, started dating, got married, got pregnant, had a kid. And I think... I might be off by a few years, but right around the same time, Gordon and Susan um, were trying to adopt, and they adopted their son, Miles. That is correct. Adam, do you remember um, some time ago uh, we were talking, the conversation was happening in Slack, Mm -hmm. and it was alluded to the fact that I met Maria. Did you? Yes, I remember this. And I told you, you were like, what? I need to know more. Yes. And I said, save it for the archive. Right. Well, well folks, she was a tune real in jerk. for part three of the Sesame Street oh. episode where we will <laughs> <laughs> learn about my meeting Maria. Yeah. I, I, I also have some. Adam, you're supposed to react to that. Well, no, oh, I also I, have God. some updated... I thought it was a good teaser. Yeah, I also because I also have some uh, updated since episode one, uh, part one, of my interaction with uh, Sesame Street uh, uh, actors and whatnot. So I have a, oh, an anecdote right. as well. Right. So. A, John, cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's take this home. Uh, spring of 1989. Oh. Jim Henson. Approaches Michael Eisner. You might remember him. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim Henson had come off of a couple big failures uh, with Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Um, it's amazing and, that those are failures. I know. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Just not good. As far as uh, box office is concerned. Right. Fabulous right. movies and... Beloved. Beloved. Yeah. But as far as just box office numbers, not good. Um. So he's like, you know what? Hey, Mike Eisner. Hello. <laughs> um, uh, w- what if I what if I sell you uh, the Muppets? No thanks. Uh, is not his reaction. <laughs> I know, but um, he didn't buy them. Uh, uh, At that point. Uh, well, hold on. We're gonna get there. So Eisner actually was thrilled. Yes. Because again, this is the guy who saw you know way back in the day. Um, well, ten, you know, 10 years earlier that there was a chance or 10 plus years earlier for this Muppet show. Right. So he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this. This is awesome. Um, and that way Jim Henson could focus on just creating. He didn't have to run into the business anymore or the production. He could just create things. This yeah. is what, what he wanted to do. Um, but the Sesame Street Muppets are not part of this deal. Right. Nope. Just my, you know, Muppets in general, yeah. Sesame Street off the table. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. They start talking things out. They'll put together basically a loose 15-year contract 
of how this will work. Um, Jim will create uh, theme park content and rides and, yeah. and shows and all kinds of stuff um, in August of 89. Uh, Jim Henson goes down to Florida uh, to start negotiations. Um, on, and then on August uh, 28th, 89, the Muppets uh, officially were sold to Disney. Hmm. And Jim Henson was ecstatic, thrilled. He's like, I can just do creative stuff now. I don't have to worry about all the business crap anymore. Um, he starts working on ride concepts, starts working on show concepts. Um, and I know you're thinking to yourself, like, wait, it, they got sold? It's, it's weird. Okay. They officially did get sold, and yet somehow at the same time did not officially get sold. Okay. Um, because it, it basically it was signed off, but negotiations that the actual uh, contract had not been solidified yet. Okay. So it's basically a done deal. We're working out the details. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it has been announced to the public that Disney has bought the Muppets, though it wasn't technically right true yet. Um, the negotiations. Uh, so again, this is August in '89. Um, he's working all the all this stuff. Negotiations are getting kind of goofy. The Disney lawyers are really playing hardball with some of the details. Uh, some guy named Katzenberg <laughs> oh, um, is, is being a dick to Jim Henson every time he sees him. Just oh, a straight-up asshole to him. Um, so that's stressing out uh, Henson about it. Um, and then uh, 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 Mike Eisner um, would keep making these casual comments about uh, wanting to get Sesame Street Muppets in the uh. in the deal. Um. So the deal's not complete. Jim Henson's still moving forward. Um, he makes this thing called Muppets 3D. Yes. Um, so that's that goes into production, and that's get, that's on its way and is being created. Um, and he's getting more and more frustrated because the whole point of this whole thing with Disney was supposed to be super simple. I deal with creative stuff. Right. You deal with production. That's it. Yeah. Super easy. And it's getting more and more complex, and there's all kinds of lawyer stuff, and he's getting stressed out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's taking up a lot of his time because he has to keep going to these negotiations. He has to go to talk to the lawyers and et cetera. And he's it's really, really upset. Um, Eisner's trying to, he's apologizing for Kratten's, uh, uh, Kattenberg's uh, demeanor towards him. Yeah. Um, but then started just full out asking, hey, when am, I, when am I getting these Sesame Street Muppets? Again and again and again. Yeah. When am I getting these, these other Muppets? Like, I, I, I want it all. I want it all. And Jim Henson starts getting really pissed off about the whole thing, getting more and more frustrated. Early 1990, uh, I guess early mid, let's say May, <laughs> um, uh, Jim Henson starts feeling sick, um, thinks he has a bad cold. He goes uh, on the Arsenio Hall show on May 4th, 1990 uh, with Kermit. Uh, he's very sick. He's very low energy. He's not able to really connect with the audience. Um, uh, he's very disappointed in his performance, uh, and it's just he's. If you watch it, he just seems very lackluster. Yeah. Um, because oh. he's very very sick. Um, it would be the last time he would perform Kermit live. Wow. Um, May sixth, nineteen eighty, Muppets at Walt Disney World special is shown on ABC, showing the Muppets going around you know Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of it. The special ends with Mickey welcoming the Muppets, even though that actually had not been finalized yet. Right, right. 
um, <laughs> and actually would not be finalized for another 10 years yeah. after this. Oh, yeah. Um, so Henson's still feeling very, very sick. So the special goes off. It's well received. He's feeling really sick. Um, on May 15th, in 1990, uh, so him and his wife were estranged at this point. Um, he had been, just, he was not, he was constantly flying all over the world mm-hmm. to do stuff and uh, was cheating on his wife. She knew about it. It was kind of whatever. They were separated. It was kind of a big mess, but they were still professionally working together constantly. Right. And they, their working relationship was really, really good, even if their personal one was absolute trash. Yeah. Um, but he calls her up and says, hey, I'm really sick. Can you come over? And she's like, sure. So she comes over. Um, uh, later on in the evening, he's like, I'm getting a really bad sore throat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to bed. Uh, she says, okay. Um, short while later, he wakes up. He's coughing up blood. Um, he m- kind of muses to her, I think I'm dying. Yeah. Uh, but he was a Christian scientist. Oh. Um, that's what his upbringing was. And if you're not familiar with that, they don't really do the whole doctor hospital thing. Right. Um, so he's like, I don't go to the hospital. You know, I may be dying, but I don't go to the hospital. I'm sure I'll be fine. Uh, two hours later, he's like, they called ambulance because he's really not doing well. Um, and then he dies a few hours later. Man. Ugh. Um, it was released that he died from bacterial pneumonia, but uh, later on it was shown that he actually died from toxic shock syndrome uh, from the... It's, it wasn't just pneumonia. Basically, his entire body went into shock, and that was it. That's yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very uh, sudden. I mean, ultimately. So. Yeah. God. Yeah, uh, so kind of the last thing, you know, kind of, you know, somber note to end on, um, but I was curious uh, as we, you know, finish up this uh, section, where where were you when you heard about all this happening, you know, him passing away? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember specifically uh, where I was or, or sort of what my reactions were. Um, general, you know, sadness, obviously. Mm-hmm. Nick, do you remember? Arby's. Are you being serious? No, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Just that you were at Arby's so often. Right. Likely. It's the, the chances are I was at Arby's. Um, um, no, yeah, I, I I don't remember specifically. All right. Uh, Mike, do you remember? I remember being at home, and I remember the conversation happening. I remember that was the day I found out that Jim Henson and I share a birthday. Oh, wow. And it was just, mm. it was a, yeah. Uh, but other than that fun little fact, it, it was a big downer for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, I think that was, was just... like the first notable death that really hit me because I was too young to be hit by the Mr. Hooper one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, um, hello. <laughs> but yes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The, I don't know if I even had, what year was Mr. Hooper? 85. 82. So I probably. Wait, 82? No, 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 no. 82. Well, they showed the episode in 83, but he died in like... Oh, 83, 83. Yeah, so I I don't even know if I was watching Sesame Street yet Mm -hmm. when that happened. Um, But uh, uh, Jim Jim Henson might have also been the first time that I could... I would have known, oh, that this was a, you know, person that I knew as a celebrity or whatever that was young. 
for having passed yeah. away when they did. Yeah, it was 53, I want to say. 1990, you said? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, I don't know if I was even aware of it until, you know. They didn't I, announce it at Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think I heard it on Entertainment Tonight, mm. if I remember correctly. I have this, like, vague memory of sitting on the couch and it being on and, like, my head, like, slowly turning, not wanting to... Th- hear what I think I heard them just say and then like Mike said is getting super upset. If if I had to guess my dad probably told me. Oh yeah. Yeah. He would have been the been privy to that, you know, that kind of news. Yeah. I mean I'd probably you know, again see ninety would have been let's see May of ninety would have been eleven years old. Uh I guarantee you I'd watched Jim Henson Hour probably within the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, like he's I just saw him. Mm-hmm. Like he's fine. Um, actually, you know what? No, I could. I stayed up late and I snuck downstairs and watched him on our city hall. Oh, exactly, so you I, saw that when it broadcast? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I totally did. And again, at the time, I didn't put. Yeah. I didn't realize he was sick or anything. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to see uh, Kermit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Jim Henson. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it was it was very jarring. Yeah. Um, especially if you listen to episode one, Nick. Uh, you'll hear me talk about. I, I, Listen to it. I don't know what oh, you're you doing said you didn't. here. No, I didn't. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I listened to it. Yeah, I'm so. I asked a question about it, but uh, I'm so confused. I know yeah. he just in in two in the same breath that he did and he didn't. No, I said I asked a question about it. Yeah, you did listen to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought the whole time you said you hadn't listened to it. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going really well. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, so episode three, I suppose, or part three. Part three. Will we talk about post Henson? Post Henson, uh, the rest of the '90s, modern Sesame Street. Uh, maybe I'll get to the music thing. I would really like to, but we'll see how that all plays out. All right. Uh, Want to thank Mike again for joining us. Yeah. Um, for thank you, Mike. for uh, part two. Thank you. Um, Hopefully we can get you for part three. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Hopefully we can get John for part three. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for all of us to be here for part three, that'd oh, be interesting. Yeah. Nice to have a full a full house for part three would be great. That's okay. a different episode. Say <laughs> <laughs> so what? It's a different show. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um, the Muppets are from Full House. Were they know. ever on it? Yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah. Uh, Dave Coulier did some uh, work for. Uh, Henson Company for there a while. Yeah, yep. right. uh, for Muppet Baby Babies. Animal. Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah. Did some voice work for them. All right. I think it took over for like Animal and Bunsen. Hmm. Bunsen. Bunsen. Yep. Yep. There you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, You're Mike. Welcome. You're welcome. Um, and we'll see you guys in part three. Uh, oh, this sorry episode brought to you by the number two. Oh. <laughs> um, and the letter and the letter uh, H again. H. Oh, yes, good. Of course. And, and we'll put it in the archive.